0: Welcome to the Talking the Line Podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports Afternoon, good evening ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 39 of the Talk in the Line podcast. Hey Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Tuesday of bets. Finally get to say that for the first time. And before we talk some lines today, dive deep into today's action, give you the picks we're hammering in promptly following this episode. Take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on. If you enjoy the content that the crew puts down and also enjoy the sound waves reverberating out of whatever device you're listening to the podcast on, and if you could be so kind, go ahead and leave us a review. We certainly do appreciate those five stars and a quick comment if you do have the second. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the TTL link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Degenerates gamblers, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Sroka, and as per usual, it is my pleasure to kick things off on the TTL podcast and bring on in the co-host of today's show. My man who hammers plays in with me day in and day out, we've been doing this seven days a week since about September of last year, so getting some serious miles underneath the belt here as professional handicappers. Without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr.
1: Riley Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there on that side of the table, pal? I'm feeling like a legend apparently, my man. Sheesh. I'm feeling good, my man. My socks put up, f- I don't even know how many runs last night. I lost count. 15, Ooh, 16, yeah. who knows? Didn't need to. Your
0: man, uh, your man Mercedes, taking Estadio or uh, Williams Estadio. long Beach ball. <laughs> yeah, nice <laughs> little beach ball action
1: there. And, uh, yeah, no sweats on, the, yeah. on that action from
0: the zero, jump, my man. Zero sweat on that. I was a little worried from the game before. You know, we kind of had a little hiccup on your socks. Uh, are they going to get into a little bit of a slump here? Who knows? But no promptly shot. came no out shot. against J.A.F and said, yeah, right, you guys better start hammering our first five money lines as fast as you can. They are absolutely electric in the first five innings, and I don't think they're slowing down anytime soon, so might have a little bit of action on them again today as well. Who's to say? Who knows? But uh, coming off a real solid Monday, partner, at least myself personally. I mean, I... uh, yeah nice, yeah go ahead nice four and oh day uh, giants all of those plays cash cubs the uh hurricanes minus one and a half yeah won't have to roll it all down we'll put a recap out on twitter so you can see all that and as always be sure to follow talking the line on the action app follow myself at cash underscore with underscore colt and r mags yes. at r mags all caps partner had a one and two day little little bit of rough uh start but hey i hey. saved us for the crew
1: yeah, and I uh, had some uh, personal plays on my Action app that got me po- well positive. I was like yeah. plus three or four units still. Yeah, I s- so I and saw I, that as with well. With a little help from you, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <but> I, uh, <laughs> I saw that as well. I was looking on there. You had some pretty yeah, solid plays. Yeah, we still had a solid day. day.
0: So overall, solid day. Great way to kick off the week. Um, everything looked really well except my daily draw. Mm-hmm. Man, I've hit a cold streak on those. I hit uh, Monday and Tuesday last week, and I haven't hit one since. People so. been pouring in those first inning runs lately. Yeah. They really have been. So I'm going to dive deep over some lines today. I'm going to look back to a few more deeper statistical numbers that I was looking to before. I've kind of been glossing over mm-hmm. those and uh, noticed that i had been doing that. So I'm going to get back on those, see if we can cash one of those daily draws here today. Because I'm tired of losing yeah. by one damn leg on yeah. some BS and one run.
1: So. I might have to uh, cook up a little special play every day myself. Maybe a little home run action. That's maybe nice. a little home run it's pick. Nice. Who knows? G-
0: give, give the people a little yeah. something extra to sweat along with us yeah. on, you know? So uh, going good there, and I already mentioned follow us on the Action App. Make sure you check us out there. You can see all of our daily plays, all of our previous results, all of our tracked action. You can see everything there down to the minute, down to the second that we smash it in there. So be sure you are following us on the Action App. Outside of that, it's time to cut the banter. It's time to cut the gossip. It's time for everybody's favorite segment of the TTL podcast, the crew's favorite and best bets of the day. As per usual... My man Mags over there has cooked up some serious action for you today. We're not going to make it an official TTL showdown. However, we are uh, opposing Mm -hmm. on an NBA Mm -hmm. pick today for a few various reasons. So I will let him tell you everything that he's got coming for you live today. Let him drop it on your heads.
1: Partner, you have the floor. Well, my man, as you mentioned, I'm going to kick it off with the one you were talking about on us opposing, and we've got some NBA action after a day off. And uh, well, as far as us, it's probably been uh, more than a day off because we've been staying away in the end of the season there.
0: Yes, I did. I made a stout commitment to stay away from NBA for the most. I I might have had one here and there, but (laughs)
1: aside from that, same. Uh, Anyways, first game of the night on the NBA slate on these play-in games, Hornets versus Pacers at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I am taking the Pacers minus two and a half at home. Now, I know that the Pacers have been rough all season at home, ATS. however, However, over the last week or so, that has flipped. They are playing some of the best basketball of the entire season despite some injuries. Overall, they are 6-0-1 ATS over their last seven. Uh, they have covered their last five games at home. On the flip side, these Hornets are playing some of the worst basketball of their season. They have lost five straight. They are 3-6 and ATS over their last nine. They are 1-6 ATS over their last seven as a road dog. They are 1-6 ATS over their last seven on one day's rest. Despite... If the uh, you know the Pacers got some questionables tonight, some bonus Brogden still going to be game time decisions as far as what I'm seeing. Hornets, uh, I think they're still without Hayward. I think they've got some guys back, but either way, they are not playing well right now. Uh, and you know, you might say it was the end of the season; they're taking it off. But they needed to, uh, you know, keep playing well to stay out of this nine ten game, which they uh, did not avoid. Uh, and nonetheless, uh, the Pacers have been cooking these last week or so at home. So I am taking the Pacers minus two and a half. And of course, my partner said he is opposing me, but we'll see how that goes. So, first play of the night for me is Pacers minus two and a half out of the NBA. Second play, switching it over here to the MLB. Going uh, not super late, but uh, you know, another couple of uh, some late actions here, 8 40 p.m. Indians versus Angels. I am taking the Indians money line. You've got uh, Zach Plezak here versus um, Heaney. I'm blanking on his first name. Uh, James Heaney, I do believe is uh, that doesn't sound
0: right. <laughs> uh, let me
1: uh, let me tell you for certain, just so we uh, um, you are going on the A's matchup. It is Andrew Heaney. I do apologize, Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney. Okay. Plezak versus Heaney. Plezak is a uh, right-hander. Heaney is a left-hander. Angels have one of the best right-handed hitting teams. Cleveland has one of the worst left-handed hitting teams. Indians are having a rough West Coast trip right now. They have lost four in a row uh, to the Mariners and now the Angels last night. They have not scored more than four runs over that stretch. Now the Angels have found their offensive rhythm over these last couple of games. After a cold little stretch there, they have won their last two games, scoring at least six runs—six and seven runs to be exact. And uh, Heaney has actually been solid this year, aside from two bad starts—two bad starts to two bad starts to two of the best left-handed hitting teams in the league: Houston and Chicago. So I like the Angels' money line here. Tonight, Indians do not get it done against left-handed pitching partner. No question. I would have to agree with you there. Give you just a quick little uh, second to catch your breath once again
0: before you drop the third play on there. But I would have to agree with you. Um, the Indians are coming off that rough loss last night. I thought they might be able to uh, have a late-inning comeback against the Angels, but the Angels are hitting the ball too damn well right, right. now. If you happen to see the Shohei Otani stats floating around Twitter last night, the man is hot, the team is hot, and there is no reason why you should bet against
1: them at this point in time so uh, partner you got the uh, LA Angels full game money line what's your third play of the day third play another eight forty p.m action staying on the west coast here Astros first five money line versus Oakland you've got Javier on the mound versus Sean Manaya. Uh, another matchup where I really like the lefty and righty uh, pitching splits here Houston is among the top of the league versus lefties. Sean and I is a lefty. Oakland, again, at the bottom of the league versus righties. Javier has faced these Oakland A's a couple of times already this season with pretty solid success, giving up a total of two earned runs over those two starts. And these Astros' offense is rolling right now. They have won six straight. Uh, And now, of course, I'm taking the first five. They have, over their last three games, been averaging 5.33 first five runs per game, best in the league over the last three. Uh, For a bigger sample size, they are third in the MLB on the season with 3.07, and they are fourth on the road with 2.82. This Astros team, when they're rolling, they're rolling, my man, and uh, they've uh, seen Mania plenty of times, and I don't think this night is going to be any different than uh, some of the last...
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I kind of keyed you in on that um, Houston first five money line. Oakland has been a little bit of a late inning, six, seven inning run team. They get into those late innings, they start putting up some runs on some crazy stuff and absolutely destroys right. full game money line bets. Right. They've done that a lot all season. So I think that the first five money line on the uh, Houston Astros is a very safe bet. Like right. you said, they've been putting
1: up serious runs in the first five. And I think that stretch continues here this evening against the A's. Right, and depending on where you get it might be plus money. I think I saw on DraftKings it was plus money. FanDuel it might might have been minus minus, minus one, one of one, of, of, one fourteen. Of, yeah, something like that. But I think mm-hmm. on DraftKings it was plus money. So you know, wherever you get it, it might be a decent price for you.
0: All right, so there you have it, our mags' best bets of the day. Partner, one more time, lay it on them in case they missed it.
1: All right, NBA, Pacers, minus two and a half. Back to the MLB, Angels' money line, and Astros' first five money line. If you're rolling with my partner, lock those bad boys in,
0: hammer them home, sprinkle some down, whatever you want to say at whatever the current best line you can find them at on your favorite sports book. Moving on to my best bets of the day. Myself, personally, I am taking four plays today and actually taking a couple of the similar ones that I took from yesterday. Hey, got to get in while the getting's hot, head on back to the well, dip the bucket back in. We're going to take some more yeah. water to the house, all right? You get what I'm saying? You feel me? You understand what I'm putting down? Yes. All right, so yes. here we go. First pick of the day I am taking. I'm headed back to my boys this season. Hashtag Resilient SF, the San Francisco Giants' first four 5 money line it is actually currently at plus money plus 106 on FanDuel Sportsbook so you absolutely have to love to see that let me tell you why i am once again all over the giants Today on the mounds you have Disclafani for the Giants and Castillo for the Reds. San Francisco is four and one straight up in the first five innings in DiSclafani's last five starts. And DiSclafani is set to face his old team in this Cincinnati Reds, who he actually pitched for since 2015. And not to mention, he is having his best start of his career and is currently at the exact same point that he was in his last season with the Reds last year and is blowing his numbers out of the water. I'm talking he had a 7.47 ERA at this time, and he's sub 2.5 now. So he's absolutely dealing. Now, Castillo coming on the bump for the Reds. He's 0-4-1, or the Reds are 0-4-1 straight up in the first five innings in Castillo castillo's last five starts so that's not looking good for them castillo's averaging only five innings a game to be technical 4.26 over his last five so we'll round up to five however he has been right around that four four and two thirds uh, innings kind of right in there throughout his starts. So if we do have to get into the bullpen, I like that even more. Cincinnati's bullpen is 26th in the MLB and bullpen ERA at a 5.02 average, 22nd in the MLB and whip with 1.37 and a 7.02 OPS. So regardless of where you're looking, the Reds are giving up the runs and especially Castillo. Now, weather is just about the same as yesterday, blowing straight in from right field at about 10 miles an hour. And there's actually 62% humidity over in Cincinnati today so thick air knocking those balls down is not going to be a lot of home runs from the Reds that was a big worry yesterday sure no balls left the park and it was a lot of Giants so I think that is a lot of the same now a few updated first five inning runs per game and runs per game allowed first five inning runs per game San Francisco slides up to 13th in the MLB now 2.51 average okay Cincinnati still up there in the top 10 eighth in the MLB 2.74 average as to be expected, they started off extremely hot, but once again, where I always look here, first five innings runs per game allowed. San Francisco still number one in the MLB 1.49 average, and Cincinnati 29th in the MLB 3.10 average. Not to mention, San Francisco won the first five innings last night, four to nothing, yep, in handy fashion. And like I said, get it while the getting's hot. Seriously, I gotta go back man, to the well.
1: They keep giving a. I mean, it's plus money today, I think. I don't know. Look, they keep giving this awesome price. It's Giants' first five numbers. Yeah. Not even first five numbers. They got one of the best records in baseball. I have. And the I public it. must be overlooking yeah. that. And I get it. The Reds are a good team. But
0: the Giants are the best team in the NL right now. And they are by a long shot. And they're going to keep putting up runs. They're going to keep staying hot. And I love them to get the job done handily with yeah. plus money today. So first pick of the day, Giants' first five money line versus the Cincinnati Reds. Second pick of the day I am taking. This might be uh, one of my favorite plays of the day, just uh, depending on the matchup and some of the uh, pitcher duel uh, set to happen here. I am rolling over to the Rays versus Orioles matchup, and I'm taking the Rays first five money line. Now you got Patino on the mound for the Rays and Harvey taking the bump for the O's. Patino, his starts have been more of a bullpen day for the Rays. However, um, he does pitch really solid when he comes out and has those starts if by chance he doesn't make it very late, which has been pretty pretty consistent for Luis Patino so far on this season. I'm not all too worried about it as the Tampa Bay Rays bullpen is pretty solid. They're 14th in the MLB in bullpen ERA, 3.75, middle of the pack, and they're slowly improving gradually if you've watched some of their previous games. They are actually also coming off of that three-game sweep um, to the New York Mets, so looking absolutely spe- spectacular. Uh, finally starting to turn around some of those bats, so I absolutely love to see that. Uh, Harvey, on the opposite uh, team dugout for the Orioles, he has been real rough to start the season. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He, in his last three starts, he has gone a combined 14 innings and has allowed nine earned runs over that stretch. Currently he's 3-3 three and three with a 4.81 ERA, has only 29 Ks and 11 walks, and has a 320 OBP. So Harvey has been just all over the map, and especially at home, he his last game that he pitched at home, uh, they lost to the Boston Red Sox six to two. So he has not been uh, extremely proficient at home either this mm-hmm. season. Uh, Tampa Bay coming off of a six game home stand where they were four and two straight up over that time. They're four zero in the last four, and uh, obviously coming off that three game sweep of the Mets. Uh, they're twelve and seven straight up away, three and four straight up as an away favorite, one and three straight up on one day's rest, and 21 and 18 straight up with equal rest. The Tampa Bay Rays are also 6 and 0 in their last six road games versus a team with a losing record. Now, Baltimore 6 and 15 straight up at home, 5 and 13 straight up as a home dog. They dropped two of the last three at home against the Yanks. Now they welcome a red hot Rays team into the confines of Baltimore. They're also 1 and 6 straight up on one day's rest. Mm-hmm. Like to throw that in there. And then also 17 and 20 straight up with equal rest. So uh, good to trends bouncing off of each other there for tampa bay and baltimore final thoughts uh first five inning runs per game tampa bay 20th in the mlb 2.24 average baltimore 23rd in the mlb 2.14 average first five innings runs per game allowed where it always comes down to for me tampa bay 7th in the mlb 2.17 and baltimore 21st in the mlb 2.77 first five runs per game allowed Baltimore's played terrible at home all season. I think that trend continues in rather good fashion Uh, today, especially. I know I've been saying a lot, but Tampa Bay's starting to heat up. They're really looking good. They're finding their bats again. And I think the pitching matchup, once again, comes down to a big key in this uh, matchup tonight. And I think the Rays have their way with Mr. Matt Harvey. Yeah, Orioles are quietly slipping down those standings here. Bad. Real bad. So, second pick of the day, the Tampa Bay Rays' first five money line. My third pick of the day, I am once again going back to the well and getting a little plus money at the time of uh, recording here this morning. Got him at plus 100. I'm going back to my Cubbies. Cubs full game money line. The full game, not first five. Cubs money line. Why am I taking the Cubs' money line? Well, let me tell you, my friends. First things first, one thing that really jumped off the screen at me was the weather today. Us being in the windy city of Chicago, I step out on the balcony and say, Ooh, I got to take a look at this. Well, let me tell you something. The wind is blowing straight out to left today at 12 miles per hour. And we all know what that means at Wrigley Field. It's going to be a home run kind of day. Air's not very thick up here, so balls are going to be jumping off the bat. You got Patrick Corbin on the mound for the Nats and Zach Davies on the mound for the Cubs. Now, Corbin is getting better. He has started to uh, find his groove a little bit coming off of a really solid outing against the Phillies. We all saw that. But I mentioned home run party because... He has allowed 10 home runs in seven starts already this season. Oh, baby. He has been giving up the long ball at a very surprising clip, and the Cubs have been sending it over the wall at a very, very easy, easy passion. So they've been able to do that, and not to mention, Davies is also getting better. He's starting to find his groove with the new team here, the Cubs, after coming over from the Padres, and he's only allowed three home runs in eight starts this season. So he has really been able to keep the ball down keep the ball low and work pitchers to uh or work batters rather to get them into some tough counts and pop the ball out ground the ball out he's been a solid pitcher hasn't been given up the long ball so i absolutely love that a couple final thoughts that i love about this matchup once again here the cubs are 14 and 8 straight up at home my friends Mm -hmm. seven and two straight up as a home dog and six and one in the last seven as a home dog okay they're 14 and 16 on no rest 18 and 17 straight up with equal rest 10 and 9 straight up after a win, and 3 and 2 straight up in their last five after a win. Nats, 7 and 11 straight up on the road, 2 and 2 straight up as an away favorite, 15 and 15 straight up, no rest, 16 and 19 straight up with equal rest, and they're 0 and 4 straight up in the last four games of game two of the series. So I love my Cubbies who come in here hot. Rolling, keep it going, and maybe something similar to a nice six-two, six-three victory once again here this evening.
1: I'll I'll ride it with you. I, I try to pick and choose my spots on these Cubbies with yeah. you. And uh, after what you said, uh, Davy's looking solid yeah, lately. Man. I know. I know. It It was tough
0: for me to hammer it in again today. And I was like, I'm getting plus money on them yeah. and this pitching matchup
1: and the weather. I, ah, I might have to hammer the over after what you said yeah, about the home runs, I, too. Yeah,
0: I'm thinking so. I think this is the day, especially with you mentioning some of your picks, Cubs hitting lefties so well and Corbin right. being a lefty. So I, especially how they hit Lester last night, him being a, le- a lefty as well. I think it's a lot of the same story here for Mr. Corbin today. Might see another Schwarbo homer. How did that feel yesterday? It was kind of rough. It was hard to see. Bittersweet. uh, Nonetheless, (laughs) moving (laughs) along. (laughs) Third play, Cubs money line. And my final play, we kind of hinted at it. Maybe we'll put out a TTL showdown graphic. Who the hell knows, since we are technically opposing on this. But I wasn't too staunch. I wasn't giving my partner the usual assholeish sarcasm I do when we <laughs> like to go down to TTL showdowns. I do love this play uh, for a few reasons. Now, I'm not absolutely tied to it. I'm mainly taking it um, for a few reasons that I'll tell you, but also as playoff basketball. And uh, I think that this game ends up being just a quick little one point, one way or the other. It's going to be a last-second basket, and I don't think it's going to be by two, three, four, five points. So, that being said... I am headed to the NBA slate, taking the opposite of what my partner told you earlier. I am taking the Hornets plus two and a half. I also do like the under 227 and a half, so I might make a play on that as well. However, my main play here is the Hornets plus two and a half. Charlotte is actually two and one versus Indiana this season. Uh, Two games were played in Charlotte and one was played in Indiana. The game played in Indiana ended 114 to 97. Both teams were um, relatively at full health at that point in time on April 2nd, 2021. Charlotte is 36, 35, and one ATS overall this season. 17 and 19 ATS away 11 and 17 ATS as an away dog. So a little worrisome there. However, on one day rest, 23, 24 and 1, and on equal rest, 19 and 19 ATS. Also in conference games, they are 21, 20 and 1 ATS. So pretty much a toss up a lot of the times for the Hornets there when you get them in some of these spots. Now, the Pacers have shown what they are this season. My partner beat the drum all season long about how terrible they are at home, yada, yada. And I get that they've played a few. Good games at home uh, here as of late over the last 10-game stretch, but I don't think it has them in a spot at all to make any type of noise in the NBA playoffs, let alone this playoff game. They're 32-39-1 ATS overall, 13-23 in ATS at home, 6-14 Six and fourteen ATS as a home favorite, seventeen twenty-six and one with one day off, fifteen twenty-one ATS with equal rest, and seventeen twenty-four and one ATS in conference games. Now those are just some trends that I can't get behind. I will be honest with you. Indiana was one of my first picks. I liked them a lot, and I got into the nitty gritty of some of these, and I said, "I don't know." So, the Pacers. Like I've been saying, they've been pretty bad at home court all season. They haven't been able to defend it. I know they were good here towards the end of the season, but I think they returned to their typical form. Teams have been salivating all year long to get to play the Pacers in the play-in game at their home court. They've been thinking about this, and I know the Hornets weren't great at the end of the season. However, half their fucking team was out. Half their team was gone. It wasn't like they were tanking or taking it off. They just didn't have the guys that they needed to be in there, and they were barely getting them back. A yeah, bit. and they weren't playing sixty minutes. They weren't playing forty eight minutes. They were playing twenty minutes, if that. And. They're all healthy. They're all back. You're right. Gordon Hayward projected to be back next week. So when they get this win tonight, he'll be ready for the first round of the playoffs when they're back. Hornets are finally healthy. You know, they're finally looking good. And the Pacers are still trying to tie up some loose ends on some of those injuries. I know Brogdon looks like he's going to be back. He's still a GDT game time. Or GT... TD, game time decision. Um bonus. Looks like he's going to be in, but he's still kind of questionable, battle- battling some lingering stuff. Jeremy Lamb in the paint is one of their big offensive and defensive pro- producers. He is officially ruled out for this game. So with just all the injury question marks and all the additional stuff going on there, I just can't get behind the Pacers uh, in any form or fashion. So for my fourth pick, I am taking the
1: Charlotte Hornets plus two and a half. That's a showdown, my man.
0: Taking on the pod, that's a showdown. Your way, that's a showdown. With- <laughs> that's it's a, a, showdown. That's a showdown and a half. All right, we we'll know how these showdowns
1: showdown. go, my man.
0: Well, uh, I think I won the last one. So no, you didn't. Did I not? It was you pushed. I got the win. Oh, either way, and, and you know I would have. And I wanted to take Toronto. Let's get technical. You want to get technical? Get I wanted technical. to take Toronto full game money line, but you weren't confident enough in the Phillies to get it done. So you just wanted the first five. packed. I won. So well, I don't care. I, wanted I don't give the full a fuck game, about the whole and game. I, and I <laughs> and I gave you just a nice handshake and said, "Okay, fine. I'll, I'll I'll play into your your words and take your first five play, even though I like them on the full game." You didn't have to shut me down. So either way, if you didn't like it. I, I don't don't want to hear it because it it it's. I don't want to hear it. It's a Mickey Mouse (laughs) show over there. It's a fucking Mickey Mouse show over there is what it is. I don't want to fucking hear it. So one more time for my best bets of the day, I'm taking the San Francisco Giants first five money line, the Tampa Bay Rays first five money line, the Chicago Cubs full game money line, and the Charlotte Hornets plus two and a half. If you're riding with me today, let's stay hot, hammer them home. Lock them in, sprinkle a little cash down on whatever the current best line you're seeing them at on your favorite sports book. Now it's time for the second segment of the TTL podcast, and it is the special play of the day. We haven't had the opportunity to bring this special play to the podcast yet because we've only been Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now we're five days a week. We get to bring you every one of our special plays that we hammer out every day of the week to the podcast. This one is our baby. I love this one. One of the original ones we came up with outside of our Wednesday Warrior that has become a solid tradition mm-hmm. and staple of the TTL special plays. However, Tuesdays is our two-for-Tuesday parlay, so we give you a two-leg parlay, usually is right around 250 to 300 odds, plus 250 to plus 300 odds, and uh, we love to hammer this bad boy in because it's not too much of a sweat. You got the two legs, you got a nice little opportunity to get you a little extra juicy money, but it doesn't sweat you out all too much. So we have uh, two legs that we are extremely confident in. As a matter of fact, as my partner rolled in the TTL Production Studios this morning, um, both of the plays were the first ones we had in our minds. So we're like, hey, (laughs) might as well make these these the special play of the day. So without uh, sounding like too much of a homer, partner, what... uh, What's our first
1: leg of the two? You for want me to Tuesday take parlay? this one? I'll, i sure uh, do. I'll gladly take this one. I sure do. First leg, six forty PM Central Standard Time. We've got the White Sox and the Twins, and of course we're taking the White Sox first five money line. No left handed action today, however, uh these White Sox have Who cares? it doesn't matter. These White Sox, you know, put a baby bonnet on them because the White Sox own these twins this year, and it isn't slim margins. They are Dominating them from the start of the game to the end of the game. Not just last night; last week was the exact same case. Uh, however, you got Lance Lynn on the mound, four and one record, one point three ERA, going up against Michael Pineda, uh, who's been solid. But uh, the White Sox handled them pretty well last week. Uh, and as we were already mentioning, these White Sox have been a wagon to the first five run line or first five money line run line, whatever you want to say. Three point nine five. Uh, home or away doesn't matter that is first in the MLB they're actually better on the road 4.22 runs in the first five innings on the road that is first in the MLB by a wide margin actually by over a full run mm. next close is a 3.18 love it and uh you know these twins no scrubs to the uh first five action but uh it's nowhere near these White Sox 2.52 uh, at home Mm. Uh, you give me a full run and a half plus. I mean, give me a break. I'll take it all day. Let's take it first five Absolutely. White Sox. Absolutely, I couldn't love it any You might
0: see a few sharps headed on over to the Minnesota side of this game, uh, just because it seems that Minnesota might be due for a win here. I, but I don't I, think. Yeah, it's I was going to say. Gonna I feel happen. like
1: it's like one of those things where like, oh, they got to be due. No, they got to no, be dude. due.
0: They're not no. due against the White Sox. And
1: actually, the only thing I didn't mention was that Lance Lynn. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he man. to the first five he has been money unstoppable. Absolutely Money Man. So, uh not only
0: because of Lance Lynn on the mound for the White Sox, but because their bats are hot and they have been absolute wagons in the first 5 innings. The first leg of the 2 for Tuesday parlay is the Chicago White Sox first 5 money line. And for the second leg We actually agreed on an NBA play, so we're headed back over to the NBA slate. Well, these have been our babies for a while now. These have been our babies, so it was not a surprise to me when my partner was also on the Washington Wizards plus two and a half. That is the second leg of the two for Tuesday parlay. And let me tell you why we're hammering them in. Washington is 41, 30, and 1 ATS as we close out the regular season overall. 22, 13, and 1 ATS on the road are the Wizards, and 17, 11 ATS as an away dog. They are 3 and 2 ATS in their last five overall, 27 and 21 ATS on one day off. And not to mention, they won 115 to 110 versus Charlotte, but failed to cover as six and a half point favorites. I mention that because the Wizards are 5-0 and ATS in their last five games following an ATS loss. Mm-hmm. So they're coming in real hot after that. And they're also 8-1-1 ATS in their last 10 road games overall. Boston struggling right now yeah man closing the season out 33 38 and 1 ats overall at home abysmal 17 18 and 1 ats 13 14 and 1 ats as a home favorite they are 2 and 3 ats in their last five Three and four ATS last seven. They are also nineteen twenty-seven and one ATS playing on one day's rest. And not to mention in their last eight games yep. playing on one day's rest, they are 0-8 ATS. So they have not had a solid time and a go of it playing on one day's rest here. and ATS are the Celtics in conference games so far this season, and they are 0-4 ATS in their last four home games overall. Yep, The Celtics are struggling, struggling, struggling right now. They lost Jalen Brown for the rest Mm -hmm. of the season. There's a lot of other question marks, a lot of other lingering injuries happen up and down that lineup right now. Also, not to mention the Wizards getting Bradley Beal back now, ready to rock and roll, first game, play-in game. They have been talking in that Wizards franchise since the end of April how much they are excited for this playing game and looking forward to this path through the playoffs. They're ready for this. The wizards are playing way, way too high level right now to be getting a less than 100% Boston team. Boston's not going to compete at all tonight. And not to mention one final time, the wizards are four, one and one ATS in the last six meetings against Boston.
1: Yeah. I love this for, you know, the wizard's sake, just as much as I like it because the Celtics are going down the shitter. Like you said, they were already struggling a bit towards the end of the season, and then you take away Jalen Brown, and yeah. they it, it just seems like they can't get to the end of the season any, uh, you know, they can't get they to can't the get end there and, and quicker. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Without Jalen Brown, this season has been a massive disappointment for them. They Mm -hmm. expected to be in that top four of the Eastern Conference, and now you put them in the play-in game. They don't want to be in this. They're ready to call it. And, I mean, Jason Tatum, he's been open about how uh, covid he's still dealing with COVID effects, man. And, I mean, he's been powering through it, and he's been still putting up numbers, but... You know, you can't put with that with that stress, you can't put, uh, you know, an entire game on his back like that. Right. And expect him to take care of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, looms very large for the storyline here this evening. So second leg. Washington Wizards plus two and a half. Let's take it back to the top. The two for Tuesday parlay, two legs, first leg, White Sox, first five money line, second leg, Washington Wizards plus two and a half on the spread. Parlay those bad boys up, get them together as one bet. You're going to get some juicy plus 252 odds on those bad boys. For instance, a $20 bet is going to run you right about four, $54 and change. So lock this bad boy in, hammer it home, sprinkle in a little bit of Doe as always, whatever you want to say, just hammer it in at whatever the best current lines you're getting on your favorite sports book. The Two for Tuesday parlay, ladies and gentlemen. Let's wrap up the betting portion of the Talk in the Line podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the crowd favorite, the Money Line Dice, to make their usual podcast appearance. Now, the dice are coming off of a Brutal loss last night. A two overtime loss. We had the Washington Capitals money line, if you didn't happen to catch yesterday's roll, and as we all know, they lost to Boston in the second overtime. I think it was one overtime. Or, or was it one overtime? I think time? it was one overtime. I, I thought it was moving into two. Okay. So either way, one overtime, they Doesn't lost. matter. They it was a, it was a, it was a wild three. one, but... It was absolutely electric game to watch. All of these Stanley Cup games have been yeah, absolutely man. electric to watch, and they've kind of been hard to cap right
1: now. It's I know. Still a sh- it's still a crapshoot. Yeah, you got a couple... I mean, you finally had a couple last night, uh, hurricanes and avalanche winning handily so yeah looks I mean, like uh, aside from that though i mean these one and plus one and a half might be a pretty safe bet mm, yeah looked like my uh
0: hurricanes analysis was quite spot on there yeah. last night everybody and their dogs was on the panthers oh, just before. on the back there i will because everybody <laughs> on, and their dogs were on the uh predators the predators yeah and uh it, it was the the same story it's been all season they yeah. won five two it wasn't even close so the canes absolutely loved it I digress. Let's get into the Moneyline Dice. Now, I got three dice pulled out today, just in Mm -hmm. case. I got the over-under as well, just in case, you know, we want to get a little extra juicy here. Let's get freaky. So, So... We're going back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're headed over to a matchup that was also tight as hell on Sunday. This game ended in overtime with one team who everybody did not think was supposed to win scoring that final goal. We're going back to the matchup between the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh penguins now the Isles, they do lead that series one to nothing right now however they are coming back into this matchup as the underdog mm-hmm. they are the away underdog and pittsburgh is the home favorite for your reference now let's get things cracking here today we got the dice in hand we Ooh, got that third a third dice really
1: makes the noise
0: that oh, picks up that noise i nice, like ain't it. it i like it ain't it all right so for the first roll today Home team or away team. One more time, Pittsburgh home, Islanders away. Dice are feeling it today for the first roll in a 3, in a 2, in a 1.
1: That's the home team. Home team.
0: Pittsburgh Penguins. The Dice believe that in some form or fashion, the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to even this series up tonight. Now, do the Dice think it's going to be just a regular money line winner or are they going to get it done by two goals or more? Are the Penguins going to dominate, or is it just going to be an easy victory? Dice, let us know. ATS or money line? In three, two, one. That's a nice Moneyline. little money line, and you know it's not too long, so I'm not too uh, scared to lay that considerable chalk. Uh, actually, not considerable, decent chalk. Uh, one thirty-five favorite. The Pittsburgh Penguins are right now at recording. You know what? Let's I like get wild it. with I like it that. as well. Let's get a little I do like that as well. I like them to even that series up, even though they have looked abysmal in the playoffs so far and have dropped five straight going back to last year. Yeah. But we'll we'll stay off of that topic. Either way Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. Total set at five and a half. We'll go ahead and roll for that some beach as well. Are we going over or under five and a half, Dice? That
1: is a nice little under. Under,
0: under five and a half. Okay. So okay. whatever you want to play. The dice have spoken. Thank you, dice. They have said Pittsburgh Penguins money line, and the game total will go under five and a half goals. We will hear none of your bullshit. The dice know all. They might be four and five now, but they have had a handy knack for getting themselves back to five hundred. And I'm testing think your damn patience, that man. That they absolutely do it tonight so one more time let me write it down while i got it fresh in the head penguins money line for the money line dice roll one and under five and a half for money line dice roll two make sure you hammer those bad boys in at whatever the current best line you're finding them at listen to the dice and get ready to run that ticket to the window as soon as the penguins win
1: tonight against the New York Islanders. Dice are trying to get back positive tonight, man.
0: Dice are getting back positive, looking to get back to 0. .500, dead even. We'll see what happens. But I have faith in the Dice. Moneyline Dice, there you have it. Pittsburgh Penguins, money line in under five and under 5.5. We have nothing more for you. You have them all. You have R mag's best bets of the day. You have my best bets of the day. You got, for the first time ever on a TTL podcast, the two for Tuesday parlay. You got the money line dice roll. They told you what you need to be taking tonight as a little extra juice and cash some tickets with them as well. We have no more picks for you. No more value that we could simply squeeze out of today's slate. So if you're looking for it, we ain't got it. But we do believe that our seven plays today or whichever side of the fence for the showdown you seem to ride with, make it six plays, uh, we see those bad boys going all the way to the window this evening. So with all that being said, if you are one of the kind degenerates that just stopped by the ttl podcast for our picks our analysis the money line dice the special play all the good betting jazz and the real reason for the ttl podcast thank you so much first and foremost and if you're headed out of here we'll see you tomorrow five days a week now ladies and gentlemen do not forget so we will see y'all back here bright and early nine thirty a.m central standard time and on youtube next week eight thirty a.m central standard time Things are about to heat up. Things are about to heat up. With that all being said, let's kick it on down into first gear, partner. Kick it on back. We uh we've been we ooh, we had a good one here today. Nice little uh forty-two minutes worth of action. Okay. Uh rocking and rolling. So um kicking on into the second half of the TTL podcast here. A little bit of uh little bit of action going on, a little bit of news, some uh Some nonsense continuing to happen. You know me, I may, uh, I'm a big pony guy. You sure are. I bet the I'm shit out there. of the I'm horses. I bet the shit out of the horses. I uh, I didn't do good this past weekend. Did okay the previous weekend. If I if I just bet one race, I typically don't do very good. But if I bet throughout the entire duration of a day, mm-hmm. I typically start to do pretty good there. So, gonna try and get back into the handicapping of the horses. But speaking of which, it might be a little harder than you uh, might think because. We got fucking cheating horses out here. Yeah, man. We got horses. Got junkies out here. We got horses getting steroid cream rubbed on their ass right before <laughs> the damn race kicks off. How are we supposed to cap this shit? And not to mention, those horses were trained by old Bobby Baffert, mm-hmm. who it has now just come out as of today that Bobby Baffert will not be allowed to enter his horses in the Belmont Stakes coming up on June 5th. No, sir. They have completely got him out. They don't want to add to any more publicity. You know, this has been a long talking point and a long pain point for the horse racing industry as yeah. a whole. Uh, they have no regulation body. There's not like the MLB commissioner. Right, right, right. There's nothing that regulates them. So it's just they do what they do. And like yeah, there's nobody was, that um, can
1: really find them or ban them or anything like that. So. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about Baffert and this cream stuff. And I mean, they've had these like. He was saying that this cream really isn't like doing anything to help these horses. It's not really that much of a steroid as far as like performance enhancement. So why
0: put it on him, Bobby? Exactly,
1: and like he, the (laughs) like puzzling thing is that he knows these rules. Like it's a it's a pretty widely known thing, and nobody else is getting caught for this stuff. It's like why why are we doing this? Yeah, it's I mean if sure recovery whatever, but like you know it's a banned substance. Don't yeah. do it. So let's maybe stop putting it on our horses' asses, yeah. or we we'll just keep looking like a horse's ass. Oh, there but, you go.
0: Hey. Whatever, Bobby, you're not running in the Belmont Stakes. So, uh, hate to see it. The silver haired fox not going to be showing up in Belmont here in a couple of weekends. All yeah, uh, Ashley Schaefer looking guy
1: ain't uh, yeah. coming around this weekend. We'll see what happens, or but not this uh, weekend, whatever. Belmont,
0: yeah, the old, the infamous record holder himself. But speaking of records, my friend, I know a few weeks back, Corbin Burns set the strikeout with no walks record, he set that at 58. Lost it mid-game and actually had a walk. So 58, huge thing. I mean, it broke every MLB record. There was nothing that had ever touched it. No one had ever come close. And then last night, Garrett Cole breaks it in the same season. Storming up. Storming up. He did lose it. He did lose the record in the game as well. However, he beat it by three strikeouts for Burns. He now holds the record 61 Ks with no walks in an MLB season
1: to start. Pretty wild, man. I'd be a little more appreciative and uh, happy for him if he could have uh, helped us out on our madness parlay yesterday. I uh,
0: I definitely would as well. Not not so much you can put on Garrett Cole there, more or less just the absolute offense, yeah. lack of the Yankees offense. Uh, we saw Giancarlo Carlo. Get put on the ten day IL about one o'clock yesterday afternoon. So I wasn't super worried about it. Their the rest of their lineup has been starting to hit right. rather efficiently. But goodness gracious, against the Rangers, what are we doing here, boys? Yeah, like I mean, it was what five to one in the fifth inning, something and like just, that. Goodness gracious, all Friday. I I don't know what in the world we're doing there, but uh, hopefully the. Uh, the Yankees remain hot and get back to their winning ways. Speaking of remaining around and remaining in some winning ways, hopefully that's the case for Luke Walton as the Sacramento Kings announced that they're going to be bringing him back for next season.
1: Interesting interesting choice, my man. I'm uh you know, they were definitely an underachieving team this year. And, uh, you know, they've got, they don't have too much depth. They're never going to be, they might be the last free agent destination in the entire league. Maybe, definitely bottom five, if not the last. And, uh, you know, definitely disappointed this year. I They've got some solid pieces, but he they just don't play well consistently i don't i don't well, really get it i don't here's, get it
0: here's my thoughts on that is okay obviously you can think of harrison barnes uh, buddy healed whatever the case might be or am i speaking wrong there no this? you got this? it yeah There's uh De'Aaron fox De'Aaron is the fox so beast. here's here's my thought on that is you have obviously a losing culture in sacramento i mean it's it's point blank period like yeah, it's been this, about 20 years, <laughs> Sacramento's about 20 losing years culture. Yeah. so you can keep bringing these top graded prospects in year after year but you're just filling them into a losing culture. Right. So you're taking winners off of high-level collegiate programs Mm -hmm. who have done nothing but win for four years and then sticking them into a losing program where all they get taught is losing and bad stuff that's all that's going to keep happening Mm -hmm. you don't change that you don't miraculously get away from that so and I think it's a classic case you see it happen all the time with teams that just they fail to get the other pieces that they need they get the mid-tier guys are like ah they could get the job for us. I'm like a Buddy Heald Buddy Heald was terrific at Oklahoma we loved watching him college
1: one of my favorite college players in my lifetime honestly
0: and just hasn't panned out in the nba he's not on that high level there's too many guys in the nba now that depend on just their ability and oh i killed shit in college bro i killed shit and then come in and don't take that additional step don't work out when they don't need to be working out don't do those additional things you need to do to be at the highest level And then they just find themselves in the middle of the pack.
1: Yeah, Buddy's still putting up some stats, but, I mean, the defense on that team is rough, man. I I really like De'Aaron Fox, but, yeah, like you said, it's just a losing culture. I mean, I think they should try and bring in a new coach, but, I mean, you can't get a— they're not going to bring in a proven winning coach into Sacramento. It's just not going to happen now or— Anytime in the future, you got to find someone like, uh, you know, Charlotte found somebody, James Borrego, yeah. and obviously they've got a losing record right now, I think, but he's been, right. uh, you know, exceeded expectations year in and year out. Mm. And so you got to find that, uh, you know, diamond in the rough, and it's just not happening for him.
0: Yeah, I think so. And if Luke Walton doesn't have a winning season next year, I think he's going to get straight smacked in the mouth, and they're going to send yep. him out packing from sacramento
1: and i mean i think the aaron fox as soon as yeah. his contract's over i think he's heading out somewhere you know yeah. one of these big markets that's gonna get some proven wins because yeah. i don't think he enjoys yeah. losing like this
0: yeah might be speaking of getting smacked in the mouth metaphorically there Ooh. but someone got smacked in the mouth yeah. literally last night kevin pillar on the new york mets got absolutely toasted on a uh, high and in fastball uh, playing the Braves last night. So, T's and P's to Pilar. Um,
1: looked like he was going to get okay. Smoked. But, I, I mean, it was nasty. <laughs> he got an update <laughs> this morning, actually, about a half an hour ago. Diagnosed with multiple nasal fractures. Woo!
0: I mean, so he, he was leaking, boy. Like, oh, yeah. They rushed, rushed him. They, they took him straight to the locker room. <laughs> he pulled his face up and just gushed and blast. Yeah, no, it was oh, rough. shit. <laughs> it was ugly. So, yeah, T's and P's to Kevin Pilar. Uh, hopefully, he comes back. Uh, speaking of peas, PGA Championship mm-hmm. uh, coming up here on Thursday from the Ocean Course in Kaua, Kiowa, Kiowa Island. It's K-I-A-W-A-H. I know the spelling. <laughs> I just don't know exactly how to say it. So, uh, Kiowa Island. Uh, Colin Morikawa, defending champ. We all remember that last year. Absolutely electric PGA Championship victory for the young man. Um, absolutely blasted into the limelight as soon as he got that. And uh, been been a topic of a lot of conversations here as we uh, head into
1: Championship Week this week. Yeah, we got to dive into some of that action for, uh, you know, yeah. either Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, here.
0: well, absolutely. And now that we... Um, we we do the pod live in the morning and then we'll be live on youtube and stuff like that we'll have the opportunity we can hey let's grab the sports books let's kind of we'll just live up, right? live look through see what some lines are see oh we like this okay here's the two matchups whatever the case might be so we'll uh we'll get some stuff cooked up for uh tomorrow's pod maybe some early look ahead some things we're looking at and then definitely thursday's pod will uh maybe some outrights maybe some round winners to, mm-hmm. to lead after round one whatever the case i just might love be.
1: major major championship oh. golf man
0: oh yeah last week uh the 18th Byron Nelson. No, I mentioned it yesterday, but uh, took Bryson DeChambeau, uh, first round outright winner, and the course should have played extremely well for him, but he was off the lead by about seven strokes, so yeah. <laughs> it was really
1: rough. I uh, I was really really uh, feeling really good about that play. But I had a, I saw a, like pretty funny video of him. It was somebody like, are we sure Bryson actually understands physics? And he was like trying to like flip his putter to him. But, it, you know, with a putter, it's extremely, extremely top, heavy top. Heavy. Yeah. So he just, like, basically hit himself in the shoulder, and he was like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, no, dude, it's not going to work like that. <laughs> Would have uh, loved to see
0: it knock right off of his noggin and just yeah. <laughs> stare right at it. Oh, uh, other and noggins. We got a solid UFC Do card coming up this uh, this upcoming weekend. Cody Garbrandt. Garbrandt making his return to the UFC cage for the first time in a while. He is... Uh, one of my favorite UFC fighters of all time. I've always loved Cody and uh, have always hated TJ Dillashaw, if you haven't heard my uh, thoughts <laughs> on him. So all about those uh, Team Alpha Male guys that stuck around and, and stayed with the the squad and the little guys. Um, we'll definitely have some bets on probably Friday. Um, I'll probably do my usual main card sure. parlay, and then we'll do some uh, card breakdown as well. I actually did a quick scroll through some of the some of the fights on this weekend, and it's actually for a fight night. It's a pretty damn loaded card up and down. Pretty out. decent, yeah. For the casual uh, fan, there's not a lot of names yeah. on there, but you know, when when well, if you actually watch them, I mean, yeah, there are some names yeah. on there for real. So, and then um, I believe I saw Justin Tafa on there. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's making his return, which be sure you watch that fight um felicia spencer making her return be sure you watch that fight uh jack hermanson edmund shabazian gonna be a fucking scrap ben rothwell chris barnett scrap court mcgee claudio silva scrap court mcgee is just (laughs) holy shit he's i mean i've been watching him since 2010 he's been here forever bruno silver victor rodriguez scrap i mean it's up and down, up and down. Oh, and you got Rafael Avez and Demir Ismagulov kicking the thing off. Oh my gosh. This is going to be electric. Oh, and Jan Janan and Carlos Sparza as the co-main. Goodness gracious ladies and gentlemen, tune into the UFC Fight Night this weekend and tune into the TTL pod on Friday cuz I will be sure to break those down and yeah. give you some good bets cuz I got some good good breakdown and analysis on some of those fights just me quickly scrolling through there that I thought uh, that I saw. So uh, be sure to tune in friday for that uh other bets other nonsense coming at you nba playoffs in full swing now here we go stanley cup playoffs in full swing now those
1: those playoffs are not disappointing no man. no they are not i uh i got a
0: pretty solid setup in the lab here yeah. at the uh, production studios uh, on my desk i got three separate monitors and i just get them all rocking and rolling yeah. so i can have everything and i mean i was I, I usually kick back, throw my feet up on the desk. I'm tweeting, doing some other stuff. Play I, I couldn't even sit still, man. I was on the edge of my seat. I'm hell like, yeah. what the hell is going on right, right.
1: now? I think the uh, you know the Hurricanes and the Lance are probably going to breeze through those series. But aside from that, yeah. man. Aside from that, it's yeah, going to be tooth and nail to the end. On I mean, yeah, all it, of the other ones. It's been electric so
0: far, and I think it continues. Uh, I just don't think there's any question about it. No. These teams are way too evenly matched in the way these games have been going so far. I mean, how can you not love bonus hockey?
1: But, hey, little afternoon, uh, if you prefer regular season hockey, a little oh, uh, 3 p.m. Flames Canucks action Calgary, today.
0: Calgary-Vancouver.
1: <laughs> I mean, who just wouldn't want to bet on some meaningless North Division hockey?
0: Sounds just like a fucking sweat-and-a-half to me. I might just have to hammer something home on that. <laughs> I mean, it just cracks me up that the just north like, is what? still just, tying up. Just call season. it a day, seriously. Man. Just let's call just, it a fucking day. Let's just uh wrap it up, go home. We got we uh time for the cup now, boys. Just uh <laughs> y- you missed the boat uh, a few <laughs> months ago. Just head on head on back home. We don't need you here. We hate to say it. Uh, last couple items here. Uh, that That's pretty much all uh, that was really jumping off the news headlines uh, to me today as far as sporting news, as far as sports gambling news, stuff we got coming up best-wise for the TTL podcast. Um, Might have saw the tweet yesterday. If you didn't, me and my partner finalized the uh, setup for the TTL production studios yesterday. Oh, flipping crispy. shit. Oh, shit. Um, We both knew it was going to look really good. We had some serious stuff in mind. And once we got it all set up, all the cables, wires, all the technical crap (laughs) set up all around the studio, which was like the biggest part of it. And making sure just everything was correct and uh, that that we just don't have to buy extra equipment. Once we got all that and uh, we kind of stepped back and looked at it, everything was in the right spot. It looked good. And then we pulled it up live on the video and it was just... Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> this might go a little bit better than we had anticipated. We might have to uh, keep doing this, huh? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Let's kick the know. can around, why don't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> we might just keep rocking and rolling. But uh, yeah, definitely big stuff on the horizon as soon as we get off the pod here today. We got some uh, additional stuff to hammer out there so we can get that rolled out for you next week live on YouTube. Uh, get uh, also a few other housekeeping items. I know... You're still probably seeing some tips and slip stuff, some TTL sports media stuff. Um, sorry for all the confusion. We're trying to get all these things wrapped up and in the right spot. This is why... We took this full-time, and this is why we also were telling you that uh, just be patient with us because we have so many different outlets and stuff and areas we need, and it's just me and Mag. So if we forget about something, then we post a pod, and, ah, shit, it still says tips and slips on there. Got to go back, rechange that, whatever the case might Mm -hmm. be. So we're still tying up loose ends every there or everything there. Sorry about all the confusion. Stay tuned. We'll keep giving you updates. We'll keep giving you everything. Hopefully within the next week or two, we will be in a very solid spot Uh, As far as the live show, as far as our day-to-day workflow, so we can start bringing you um, new video content, um, midday daily check-ins, definitely some Twitch gaming, maybe a little bit of Twitch live streaming of some different shows on there as well. So we got it coming for you on the horizon. You just got to stay tight, stay locked in. And we promise we're going to bring it to you. And it's going to be better than anything you could have ever imagined. We might just pee two sports gambling stooges over here at the TTL podcast, but... uh... We got some serious shit coming. We're going to be some other type of stooges coming We're going to be some other type of stooges. We may be stooges, but either way, <laughs> we're some fucking smart stooges now. However, uh, if that's a double idiot. Oxymoron? Uh, yeah. <laughs> either way, uh, <laughs> that's all I got as far as sports news, sports gambling news, TTL Crew Updates, partner. Left us on the cliff edge yesterday. As per usual, anything burning on the heart? on the brain, on the mind, in the soul. You've just been dying to get out to the kind degenerates who stopped by episode 39 of the TTL podcast on this beautiful May 18th,
1: 2021. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers is still in the green and gold. That's all <laughs> yeah. I care about.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that is very true. Um, it's pretty much anytime, like, dude, I turned on Get Up this morning. First thing out of the airwaves on Get Up was yeah, just dude. like, and it's, it's, like... A, it's
1: that same video with Jordan Love on draft night. <laughs> They're uh, beating a dead horse with that fucking content, man.
0: Oh, you know, it, and it is strange, strange how quiet stuff has got. Because now it's just the same narrative over and over and over, I, and over again. That's how it always beat. is, man. But it's just it's how it's, it was with Wilson.
1: Yeah. Russell Wilson's still in Seattle. The last yeah. two summers, different types. Of Aaron Rodgers stuff. Uh, I just same I don't know then, if
0: like a deal's getting worked out or if a trade's getting worked out or what's actually getting worked out. Because like it's just like you're hearing nothing now. Like, yeah, there's like now nobody's you're just saying hearing shit. old
1: teammates like John Kuhn and James Jones. Yeah. Like oh yeah. I, there's a good chance he comes back. Or I think.
0: speculation on speculation. further, sure, on sure, further sure. speculations from other <laughs> yeah, insiders they're... of the insiders from other insiders. I mean, nobody fucking knows what the hell's going throw on. Throw us with
1: a Green bone. Bay. Either slit our throats or ease our ease our, yeah. ease our minds here, man. <laughs> As Jeez. the
0: Green Bay Packers loyal, you got to let us know. <laughs> so uh, for me. I'm, I'm doing all right with my QB one situation. So. Well, we'll see. With we're going that. We'll to see, uh... Uh, we're going to relax. I'm uh, I'm still absolutely
1: still absolutely all about my QB one, Jay Fields. So uh, we'll see. He was looking good in rookie minicamp. Yeah, I know you're feeling good about that. Are you still confident that he's going to be week one starter? Yeah, okay. I am
0: now. Dalton. Uh, Dalton's actually week one starter lines have dropped. So. And if I'm not mistaken, if they haven't flipped, they were close to flipping to Justin Fields being the starter hmm. week one. Hmm. So, and man, it just goes back to me saying, why the hell would you start the season the same way like you started you, last season? Yeah, like unless you really thought
1: Andy Dalton was going to be and some think, type of successful.
0: You think Andy Dalton can win you 10
1: games? Hell no. Eight games? Yeah, I, Six games? Six mm. games? maybe. They got a tough schedule, too. Four games, maybe. Packers and Bears got a pretty tough schedule, too, man.
0: And Why risk that? Why risk that? Why risk being one of the shittiest five and two teams that everybody knows, or four and one, whatever the hell we were, and then you throw Justin Fields into that situation, and what did i just talk about losing culture taking guys who have done nothing but win for four years in college and been absolute fucking studs and then sticking them into a losing situation mm-hmm. let's start off with success from the bat here boys huh let's try something new yeah. <laughs> why try to uh, row the boat upstream and then when it doesn't work we say oh shit we better turn this thing around and hold on to the waves like wh- what are we doing here boys i give mean me, uh, give me basic nick F- business nick Foles
1: at like plus 700 week one starting oh no, i'm crying kidding. out I'm loud kidding. i will i will <laughs> jump
0: off my balcony I will jump off the Bayside balcony if Nick Foles gets the start week one for the Chicago <laughs> uh, Bears. I'm, a, I'm that's done. That's not even a conversation. I mean, I mean that's, that's not even a good <laughs> joke. Like, that just, <laughs> that just hurts is what that does. So, Nick uh, Foles. jury's still out on Green Bay Packers according to Riley Armags Magnuson, but for the time being, the nonsense has slowed down and has brought his blood pressure to a much more man- manageable level. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think the Packers are going to budge. If they were, I think they would have done something by now. True. I would have to agree with you. Well, let's get this damn podcast wrapped up here, my man. As always, if you are a loyal listener, you know what's coming next. You know how we wrap up the TTL pod. But I saw a few new listeners sliding on in here and also a few new followers. So if you are new to the Talking The Line podcast, first and foremost, thanks for taking the moment to seek us out. Come hammer in some bets. Run some tickets to the window with us. Listen to a couple of goobers talk some shit about sports and sports gambling, Uh, something that we are extremely passionate about. And spend hours of our days and lives researching and pouring over numbers for so, with that being said, appreciate you so much. Let's get you a little bit of inspiration, motivation, get you kicked on into this Tuesday with some Colts Motivation Minutes. Had uh, had a message today that I have spoken on a lot before, uh, in one way, form, fashion, or another. Uh, I've wrote about it a few times and have talked about it a few times. Speaking of which, um, before I dive into this, uh, just kind of... Uh, Mind thought about this. I, my mind is, I'm just walking down a, a an aisle in a grocery store, just pulling shit off. So here I am. Um, the newsletter will be no more for the time being. We're not deleting it. We're not removing it. Everything's still going to be there. You'll be able to find it. The previous inspiration corners, sidebars, the previous picks, all that stuff. You can still find it. We're just taking a break from it for the time being with the podcast being five days a week. A little bit hard to stick that in there as well. And with some of the other content, um, we saw some of the numbers and stuff behind it with some of the video content and other stuff we got coming. Much more uh, other opportunities there. But we also will let you know about the newsletter. Um, We might be changing the format, switching some stuff around. But just for the time being, at least for the next week or two weeks here, we're just going to kind of let it go to the side and start growing our brand here within the podcast. So Mm -hmm. that's my soapbox on that, um, just so you guys know. Now, back to the motivation minutes. My uh, message for today uh, is on perseverance. And, you know, as we get to day two of the week here... And moving into Tuesday, some of the work starts to pile up, some of the responsibilities through the middle of the week you start to see kind of on the horizon. Your mind starts to spin on how you're going to get all of it accomplished with what you currently got on your plate. And it all comes down to perseverance. It all comes down to what are you willing to give when no one else is watching? What are you willing to give and do when nothing seems to be going the right way, are you willing to, be, to continue doing the right thing when nothing is going right? Because if you are, that's when you really will find success and will start to attain those things that you're chasing after in this life. Everything takes perseverance. Nothing happens overnight. Nothing comes to you with just the snap of a fingers. A lot of the overnight success you see from celebrities or some of the big YouTube stars, or whatever the case might be, that's hours and hours and hours and days and months and years of work for that product to what you see. And you better believe that perseverance was a huge part of what they had to go through. And I can tell you, speaking with G4 classification, that perseverance is something that I have to deal with on a day-in and day-out basis. If you haven't heard me speak of it before, I like to view challenges as flaming arrows. And this little bit of a metaphor for how I perceive perseverance. Now, you can start your day and you're out on a grassy field and you look out on the grassy field, and before you is the opponent's army, your enemy's army, you're on the battlefield. And all of a sudden, you see these lights throughout their line start lighting up, and you realize they've knocked arrows in their bows, and they've lit all the ends of their arrows on fire. And one by one, they're just shooting them at you, just flying across the battlefield. Now, you got two options when you see these. You can freeze in fear, worry about how you're going to conquer these thousands of flaming arrows or challenges that are coming at you and let them pierce you, destroy you, send you down into the dirt from whence you came. Or you can make sure that armor's fastened on tight and grab one arrow out of the air at a time and snap it over your knee. Grab another one, snap it over your knee. Grab another one, snap it over your knee. Focus on one arrow at a time, not the thousand that are coming your way because you're only going to be able to grab one at a time because they're hot, they're flaming, there's crazy shit <laughs> happening. So only worry about grabbing one. Don't worry about trying to grab five. You don't have to be a superhero. Just persevere right here and right now, in this moment, in this challenge that you're facing. few other thoughts. A couple of quotes. Resistance builds character. You are formed from the trials and tribulations that you face. If your life is rainbows and unicorns, you're never going to reach the next level of your life. You're never going to reach that next level of success. If you don't have some type of pressure and some type of adversity and some type of, I don't want to be in this damn situation, you are never going to find the best version of yourself. It is the only way to find you is to persevere, handle that adversity, and go through those pressure-filled and trying times. Another quote, diamonds are formed under pressure. I'm sure you've heard that many, many times in one fashion or another, but that's really how diamonds are formed. They are formed under immense heat and pressure. You are formed under immense heat and pressure. Become the best version of yourself. Handle those trials. Handle those tribulations. Let them come at you and say, hey, I'm the baddest motherfucker out here. Let them all come at me. I'm going to take every single one down. I ain't got no question. Even if you don't have the strength today, even if you don't have the mentality today to overcome that adversity, if you pop up out of bed and you say, yay, though I walk through the dark valley, I will fear no evil because I am the baddest motherfucker in the valley, you're going to have some pretty good success that day. It's going to be hard. It's going to be rough to persevere. I can't lie. But if you just stick to the mindset that you will and you can because you are, you will overcome anything that you face. And I guarantee you, I can promise you that because I got G4 classification talking on this shit. Because I've done it time and time again. I've done it over and over again. If you choose to persevere, look adversity square in the face and say, "Uh uh-uh, not today, pal. We overcoming over here. We ain't cowering to the circumstance. We're rising to the damn occasion you feel me i feel you so that's what i got for you today yes i feel you i wanted to uh hit you with some <laughs> solid energy there uh, some uh good thoughts good vibes get you rolling persevere today overcome all your adversity diamonds are formed under pressure and that resistance you are facing builds your character persevere today that does it for colt's motivation minutes i hope those got you kicked square in the tush ready to uh Rock and roll on this Ooh, excuse me, goodness <laughs> gracious. I was feeling good there, but I had a little uh Burpsky come up right out of nowhere. Uh hope you're ready to rock and roll on this beautiful Tuesday. I am. That was nice. <laughs> Outside of that, for we put the cherry on top of this podcast Sunday, partner. Anything else you got? Anything popped into your mind? Any final thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? I got nothing. That was a hell of a pod. That was a hell of a pod. We got some serious value coming at you guys today. Make sure you lock in all the crews' best bets of the day. The special play. The money line dice roll. Make sure you follow us on the action app at Talking the Line at Cash underscore With underscore Colt and at R Mags all capitals. Be sure to hit that link tree in the description so you can find all of our content. everywhere. There will be some new updates coming to that link tree as well. So make sure you stay tuned to there. More updates coming, everything rolling down the pipe. Also, make sure you stay locked in to all of our social media outlets. We will also be pumping updates out from there uh, outside of the pod as well. So just stay tuned in. We got all types of good stuff coming at you. Now, without further ado... Thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to come and kick it with the crew here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. None of this would be possible without you taking a few moments to spend with us, and we could not keep doing it this if it wasn't for each and every single one of you. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, thank you, thank you. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates gamblers far and wide from myself and Mags. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.